Okay, so... Um, Welcome. Yeah. We actually got the previous podcast up. So now we're filming a second, or recording a second. Um, we're going to sit closer to the mic, so hopefully it'll sound better. We're going to make an effort. We're going uh, to make a valiant effort. We're going to expend the energy it takes to lean three inches closer. So, once again, I am Matt. I am Spike. And uh, I guess this is the Loud Neighbors podcast. That we is exactly be, what it is. We seem to be settling on that name. Yes. Um, we settle for a lot of things. Oh, also, I should probably point out that the uh, intro and outro music that I'm using, or at least that I used on the last one, we'll probably use on this one, was by Clutch. Um, pretty much our favorite band. Favorite uh, band ever. We bonded over them when we were dating, and I've creeped out the lead singer at least twice. Uh, he's apparently actually got some of her art hanging up in his uh, studio. Which and, thrills me and horrifies me in equal measure. Anyway, yeah, that was Clutch's Who Wants to Rock. Yes, it's mostly about bit. marijuana, but we didn't use the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess We're so. not very good Clutch fans, because apparently they, they're categorized as stoner rock. And right. I'm pretty sure neither of us have ever done anything remotely interesting. In the realm of recreational drug use. Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, a Comic-Con once. I mean, San Diego Comic-Con. You have to bring this up every fucking time. I really like this story. Every this fun. fucking time. Oh, my God. You, you act like you're personally embarrassed by it. I am. Why are you embarrassed? Because it's dorky. It, it's kind of a fun story, though. Oh, fine. Tell See, it. I, well, obviously, I have to now. Now, yeah, you've made it a thing. So, the deal is, um, God. about a billion years ago, we went to SDCC and met a cartoonist there who does a comic called uh, My, My Monkey's, Monkey's Name, Name is, is Jennifer. Jennifer. Um, I I can't remember his name. I haven't. I don't think I've seen anything else. I'm by sure the guy if you Google, if you're super interested, if you Google My Monkey's Name is Jennifer, you'll find it. Oh man, this is I guess, this is almost like slander, but it's true. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he was breaking rules. Anyway, the dude, um, everyone who came to see him and like knew about his comic and liked his work and stuff, he uh, was giving them shots from a brown bag under the table. And you're not supposed he, to have alcohol on the con floor, obviously. Yeah, so he he like had multiple bottles of various stuff down there, and was pretty much just making people drink stuff. I think. <laughs> Neither of us drank. I think Charlie had never drank any alcohol. Ever. And I pretty much drank none. And we're just kind of not into it. But, yeah, he was all like, yeah, no, come on, come on. You got you to gotta have some. You got to. And um, I was so he filled my... a little paper cup for each of us. I don't even remember what we got. It was like maybe one of us got rum and the other got gin. I don't know. We got different things. I and think. I drank it and almost came back up. No, the fun thing is, though, you <laughs> he gave it to you in your little paper cup. What are you, and you doing? And you were, like, walking off of it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drink this later. And he made me drink it. <laughs> That's because neither he nor I believed you at all. Shut up! So I, like, joined in I'm and pressured I'm being persecuted. I hope everyone enjoys those. I like it. Um, yeah, so we, we drank it, and, and you almost threw up. I didn't know you almost. No, threw up. I, uh, I didn't almost throw up. It's my throat snapped shut because I'd never had alcohol before. Oh my god! Yeah, it tasted weird. It did stuff to my face. Your throat hymen. Yes, yeah, my throat hymen. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it really did anything to me, but I'm, I'm larger. Shut up. Are um, you happy? Have you told the story now? Are you done? Yeah, I guess okay. I'm done. Yeah. Can we never speak of it again? Okay. All right, All right. Thank you. So was there a thing you wanted to talk about when you said, let's do a podcast? Um, this is, I don't know how how vital or important or even, I can't even say it's not on topic because nothing is on topic because there is no on topic for Lab Neighbors. But I guess one of the things that inevitably comes up that kind of, tells people a lot about the kind of person I am and the kind of person I was as a child is my long-standing problem with the Care Bears and how that has right, affected I, my personal philosophy. I honestly didn't see that coming, but yes. please continue. With the, I know where this goes now, but please yeah. continue about the Care Bears. Yeah, the Care Bears. Okay, I was born in 1978, and as a result, I was a child in the 80s, and I'm extremely envious of these kids growing up today that get, like, Adventure Time and Regular Show and all these <laughs> SpongeBob SquarePants, all these shows that, you know... I, I, mean, I wouldn't go so far as SpongeBob SquarePants. I like SpongeBob. It's a little far. Fuck you. I like it. 
And uh, what's that other one? Shoot. SpongeBob. How can you like SpongeBob SquarePants without narcotics? Shut up. Know. These are cute shows, okay? And they're interesting and they're funny. And some of them are. Kids today watch those and they probably just like, oh, ain't no thing. You know, they sit there and they watch it. When I was coming up, <laughs> it was the kind of shows where when I was your age, you know. Um, well, see, normally when I was your age, it talks about how like good shit was. No, back then. It no shit sucked back in the day. Eighties cartoons were horrible. They were a cesspool. And they then were yeah, a body landfill of aggressive toyetic marketing to children. So aggressive that I'm pretty sure Congress eventually passed a law to make it illegal for toy companies and animation firms to sit down and consult during the conceptualization process of a show. Congress passed a law to make cartoons better? I don't believe you. Well, they didn't do it to make it better. They did it because you have to remember this was the 80s. And in the 1980s, there were things that had a lot more power back then than they do today. And they're called <laughs> watchdog groups. Oh, my God. The fucking what watchdog, watchdog groups? groups are people are, they were groups of parents. They usually call themselves concerned parents who would send long, rambling wine letters to congressmen, toy companies, and animation studios if they didn't like what was on their children's programming. Uh, the thing that they really got a hold of and shook side to side like a terrier with a rat when I was a child was violence in television and violence in cartoons. And so that's why we go from like um, Johnny Quest where the heroes are, like, shooting dudes yeah, in the occasional episode. Not every episode, but, but it happens. Yeah. And to stuff in the 80s where, like, even the action cartoons didn't really have action. Yes. What I watched in the 80s was uh, Care Bears, Get Along Gang, He-Man, She-Ra, Strawberry Shortcake. Obviously, I'm talking about the original stuff. And, uh, yeah. It was soulless, it was meaningless, it was incredibly bland because it was safe. Because these were shows that were produced under, not the control, but very much the watchful eye of these watchdog groups. And the people who made these shows knew these groups, like, the tattletale on the playground would run straight to the playground monitor and begin tugging on her skirts and jabbing their snotty, filthy little finger at them if they didn't like what they saw. It's violent! That's the kind of environment that animation was working in back then. You want to talk about the uh, end of episode moral lessons? No, not yet. I want to talk about Care Bears All because right. that's where this was originally going. Okay. The deal with Care Bears is you've never, you've probably never seen an episode unless you're my age, but. They are little bears. They were invented by a card company. I'm pretty sure it's American Greetings. And you can kind of fucking tell. Yeah. And they're not the only cartoon I watched as a child invented by a fucking greeting card company. Really? Yeah. Who else was? I'm pretty sure Strawberry Shortcake was invented by oh, a Oh, yeah, company. yeah. Once and again, the art style fits. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, I'm sure you guys will catch me out on it. But I'm pretty sure Get Alone Gang was uh, originally greeting card characters, too. Hmm. But anyway, the point of the Care Bears is there are these pastel-colored bears that live on clouds in the sky. And these pastel-colored bears drive cloud cars and live in cloud houses and spend all their time being sweet and happy and peaceful and playing sweet little happy bear games and, you know, occasionally looking down on Earth and helping where they could. Now, they had a thing with them up in the clouds and if I'm not mistaken, it was called the Carometer. It looked like a big... <laughs> let, uh, let me go. keep going with this. It looked like a big thermometer. And what it did is it measured the amount of caring and love in the world. And the Care Bears, for the most part, seemed to ignore the Carometer until it went down. And it always went down with a little sound effect. I think it was like, boo. And all the Care Bears, their heads snap around like a Labrador hearing a dog whistle and they'd run to the care meter and they'd see and they go, there's less caring in the world. And that's when they'd all firemen down to their cloud cars and just tear ass down to the earth's surface. And they'd find out what was causing the lack of caring in the world. And because this was a children's TV show, it was, you know, Bobby is being left out of the baseball team because he can't hit the ball. 
or Susie wants a doll really bad and she can't have it, or, you know, I don't know, Billy wants to make friends at school, but he doesn't know how. These were episodes of Care Bears where they'd find these kids and they'd help them and the kid would be happy and the care meter would pop back up to completely full and the Care Bears triumphantly would ride their cloud cars back to the clouds. And I fucking hated this show. I hated it. (laughs) The more I watched it, the more I hated it. And I'm going to tell you why. I was at the age when um, my family was never particularly religious. They're what I like to call ambient Christian, which is there was a, the house was theist, or at least it had, you know, it went through the motions of theism. We weren't really say your prayers, say grace kind of people. But there's a sort of keeping up appearances. Yeah, we celebrated Christmas and we celebrated Easter. We didn't go to church, but we ate candy and gave presents. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah, Christian. And, um... About as religious as my dad, I think. Yeah, so we had a very generalized idea of what Christianity was and what God was. And so I was watching Care Bears, and because I was a child, I had this concept of God living on top of clouds. And somewhere along the line, the idea of Care Care Bears and God got conflated a little bit. Yeah. But not. it wasn't exactly unfair, and I'm going to explain why. That's the weird thing about this whole story. I kind of began to think of the Care Bears the way I think of God, because a lot of people pray for God's intercession in times of need, right? Oh, God, help me pay this phone bill. Oh, God, help me get into my first choice college. Oh, God, please let Grandpa Bob come through surgery. And the Care Bears kind of did that, too, except that the kids didn't pray, but clearly their emotional state had some effect on the care meter. So the Bears knew, they intrinsically knew when... A little kid was not having a great time, and the carers would jump down and help the kid. That's just how things were. And as far as I was concerned, in my little soft pudding brain, you know, that's how God was. God would, you know, help a bro out if the bro is like, God, help a bro out. But I was also becoming aware of the evening news at that point. <laughs> and this was back when Ethiopia was going through oh, a yeah. severe famine. And there was, you know, Iran-Iraq war stuff. It was the 80s. All that shit was going down. And somewhere along the line, I asked myself, I wonder why God doesn't help those people. (laughs) Because if, keep in mind, if you can thank God for things and pray for God's intercession, it seemed perfectly logical to me you could blame God for things. Like, why did God help Daddy get a promotion, but there are babies starving to death in sewage runs in Calcutta. That didn't make sense to me, and it annoyed me a lot. So as a result of this sort of vichy (laughs) of religious cartoonism going on in my head, I sat down and uh, would watch Care Bears with all all this stuff kind of percolating, and I would think to myself, the Care Bears need to help Somalia. The Care Bears need to help Iraq. The Care Bears need to help Ethiopia. Why aren't they helping to be our friends? Why are Care Bears going to the fucking suburbs in fucking America and helping Billy hit a ball, but they won't help children starving to death in Ethiopia? Why won't they help the Soviet Union people? You know, why won't they help the people in South Africa who are living under apartheid? The carometer is at full and there are people being beaten to death in the ghettos of Soweto. Oh, okay. Thanks, carometer. Thanks, Care Bears. Fuck you, assholes. So, so I kept waiting for that episode where the Care Bears went, Ooh, oh, the carometer, <laughs> the carometer has gone down. What's happening? And they come down and it's, it's like a little girl with like fourth stage leukemia whose family couldn't afford treatment. But no, the Care Bears didn't help her. The Care Bears didn't help anybody. You know what the Care Bears did? The Care Bears helped you make friends in grade school. Well, whoop do fucking do. And I hated the Care Bears because they never helped people who needed the fucking help. I kind of suspect the closest they ever got to any kind of like serious issues are like, somebody's older brother smoked a joint. They didn't even go there. Oh, really? They never went there. I'm surprised. When things got hairy in Care Bear world, it was strictly fictional hairy. Like, oh no, all the caring is being sucked out of the world by the care vacuum by evil bad guy who, for reasons that are never... Ex- never expressed somehow hates it when people like each other. Yeah, there was like this hooded dude called No Heart, right? Yes, No Heart. Fuck No Heart, man. I think there were some other. That's some bullshit. That, were, that made even less sense. So the carers made me very cynical about God, is what I'm so, saying. 
Well, like what it sounds like is that you, instead of questioning God, you started out questioning the Care Bears instead. Yeah, I'm like, why don't the Care Bears care? You know what? I don't think the like Care Bears you, give a shit at all. Like you transferred <laughs> this this cognitive dissonance that yeah. religion was triggering yes. to a cartoon. And keep in mind, like I said, I didn't go to church. I had that whole sort of ambient Christianity thing. So I never had someone to slap the curiosity out of me <laughs> when I began wondering this to myself. And the cartoon was just like more concrete to you. Yes. Because you saw this shit. I saw out. it going down, but I couldn't help but draw parallels. Mm. I mean, it, it's, it's not even crazy. Cause like, <laughs> I mean, when you, when you look at it, like, are they supposed to actually be some kind of ursine angels? That's I what mean, I thought. They, they lived on be, clouds. They, yeah, they seem to basically fulfill that function. Like, where, where are Care Bears supposed to come from? They lived on top of clouds with God and like, angels. So they're clearly. sexless celestial beings that help people. Yes. I mean... Yeah, it's not completely out there that I drew. The, I came to this conclusion. No, I, I dig it. I dig yeah. it. But... It's it's interesting that it's specifically Care Bears. Yeah, because I mean, there's like a whole shitload of other cartoons where nobody's helping Biafrans, you know. Yeah, there's a but the thing about it is Care Bears were the only ones who lived on clouds and only came to Earth to help people. I guess like She-Ra and He-Man, sure they transformed and they helped out. Yeah, people. but they were stuck on their own. They were still human beings. Else. They were the equivalent yeah. of superheroes, not gods. You know. I I mean, I don't really know if there's much about. Also, I watch a lot of gym. Yeah, that's not But that's not but, important. I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say that Care Bears have godlike power. Yes, they do. They have, at the very least, mind control powers. They're omnipotent. They that's, appear that's ageless. Not om- that's not omnipotent. Until they, added mean, baby, until they added babies, they appeared ageless. All right. What do you mean omnipotent? You mean omniscient, right? Omniscient, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes. They, they can only do one thing. They knew the emotional state of every human being on Earth, except, you know, all the human beings on Earth that they cared about were little white they children. Only, yeah, the they, I was going to say they only know about white suburban children. White suburban children. That's the only people they cared about. Negrobia is off the radar. <laughs> millions dead in Negrobia. Care Bear helps Billy catch a football. <laughs> to, just to uh, give credit where due, we're making a reference to that uh, Tim yeah. Creator comic, The Pain. Hey, when will it end? Yeah, that, that is an excellent fucking comic. Yeah. You should check it out. The Pain, when will it end? Question yeah. mark. <laughs> is he doing that again? Or He's doing he... stuff. He got reinvigorated by Occupy Wall Street. So. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he doing, like, uh, comics for the Occupy Wall Street Journal? Yep. So, is that stuff even still going on at this point? I or have it? no idea. Because I kind of get the feeling that, like, it all ended with the winter. I don't know. I like, really don't. But the thing that I always talk about when people talk about Occupy Wall Street is even if all the camps are gone, like, right now, even if they are, the thing is it started a dialogue. So yeah. it was at the very least partially successful because it is forcing people to talk about things they otherwise would not talk about. Yeah, it was very visible. Along with that 99, I am the 99% uh, sort of meme, I think that is making people talk about things and making people realize things and increasing awareness of the general state of, you know, dis-ease I guess that a lot real, of people are feeling. I guess the real question is what we're going to see in the next election. Honestly, at this point... Other than a fucking circus and fiasco. No, actually, I'd like to talk about this, too, because this is really fascinating to me. Because at this point, it should be very clear to the Republicans that this whole more Christian than thou thing that they're doing is no longer really pulling votes. Yet they're going more and more extreme with it. I mean, they're literally talking about dialing the clock back Pass before your parents were born when it comes to reproductive freedoms. Yeah, this is And they're doing nuts. it completely straight-faced. The thing about the American public is since Roe v. Wade, the general consensus on the legality of abortion rights has pretty much stayed the same. There hasn't been a massive dip one way or the other for or against the legality of abortion ever since Roe v. Wade. But what it's they been, found out yeah. was that they can get guaranteed fucking votes from the lunatic fringe. It's not so much the lunatic... claims that they can't no, back up. It's not so much the lunatic fringe as the litmus voter, the one-topic the one voter. 
I kind of consider that a defining factor. I don't think that's cringe. lunacy. I think that's stupidity. I think those are two very different things. Mm. Lunacy is demanding a birth certificate after you've been shown a birth certificate. <laughs> stupidity is being a single topic voter or being a morals voter. And I'm sorry, if you vote morals, you're an idiot. Morals you're an absolute fucking idiot. Sci-fi. I'm sorry, but it's true. The last thing that should be concerning you when you're electing an official should be whether or not he goes to the right church, because that does not matter. He will not be allowed to legislate his beliefs, and neither will you, no matter what he tells you. Yeah, well, that that takes us back to W and all his promises to legislate his beliefs. Well, yeah, and we all see how well that worked. You know what he did legislate? He redid the bankruptcy law so that a lot of people who elected him are now fucked. Enjoy. But I'm trying not to be too political on this thing. Yeah, that's kind of... I'm just made kind of angry sometimes by... I think this makes everyone angry regardless of party as long as they have two brain cells to rub together when people get elected on platforms that are actually counterproductive to societal development. Mm. And the reason they get elected is they get on the platform and they go, I believe in Jesus. And a startlingly, disturbingly large block of voters go, good enough for me. Yeah, and that and it should be it should be good enough. enough. It's it shouldn't be good enough. And frankly, I think we're seeing these days it's it's slowly but surely becoming not good enough. What makes me that curious doesn't stop is, the uh, frothy mixture of lube and fecal matter from trying it. No, but the thing is, I'm actually really curious about how the Republican Party is going to be rebranding itself in the next ten to fifteen years because I think that day is coming because they are doing. See, this is something people like to bring up with me. Uh, people talk when I have discussions about Occupy Wall Street or politics or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've had people counter, you know, my, when I, when I lay out my argument, they counter the argument. Yes. Yes. Well, I heard someone got raped in an Occupy Wall Street camp and I heard that here's a, here's a YouTube. No, just let me finish. Let me finish. I, I'm not no. interrupting you. Okay. I, and here's a video of someone who was at a walk, Occupy Wall Street camp saying that Jews did 9-11. So what do you have to say about that? And it's like, I, I don't have anything to say because that doesn't matter. What we're talking about when we talk about Occupy Wall Street is none of these things. None of the leaders of Occupy Wall Street are getting up on a platform going, let's rape everybody Jews did 9-11. The difference is when the Republican Party gets up on a platform, they say, build a wall. You know, they say voter ID laws that'll do go out of its way to disservice Hispanics. They say a lot of things that are alienating big chunks of the voting bloc that are only going to get larger. So they've got to rebrand in the next 10 or 15 years or they will literally become unelectable, completely unelectable. I mean, well, getting getting a look at what they consider the best of their best right now. No, uh, I count that. Be there. No, I object. I object. I believe what is running right now is not their best of their best. I really do. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, the best of their best is staying the fuck out of this one. Yes. Yeah. Okay. In general, generally speaking, in the broadest of terms, history will tell you it's not a great idea to run against a Democratic incumbent who is not universally low, despite their best efforts. So somebody there is halfway electable and is saying, another four years. Especially now, it's turned into, like, it's a fucking clown car. The GOP primaries, it's ridiculous. It it is pretty And never mind that, like, the news cycle these days is so intense. There's, like, how many channels that are 24-7 news cycles that have to fill a lot of space? What is there? There's CNN, there's MSNBC, there's C-SPAN... There's there's Fox News. There's a whole bunch of channels. I'm sure I'm missing loads and loads. And they've got a lot of time to kill. So they kind of blow everything up far past public support and importance. Like, there was a while where you couldn't ex- escape Michelle Bachman, who never had a fucking chance. You could never escape Herman Cain, who never had a fucking chance. You could never escape Newt Gingrich, who had the barest of a chance, but then he opened his fucking mouth. <laughs> there were people you couldn't and, and they were pumped up it was like you can almost see someone behind there with a with the bike pump you know making them the flavor of the month and i was just like oh my god you you really need something to talk about because we're sitting here paying attention to a man whose fiscal policies are plagiarized from sim city oh let's not forget the pokemon song and the pokemon song a poet once said 
Oh my god, that shit was nuts. Yeah. Like talk about her that, pain, by the way. The fact that we are that taking one. those people remotely seriously tells you a lot about not only the quality of the uh, the field right now, but what cable television <laughs> needs. It's like, no, let's not import, report on international news. Let's just let's just sit here and yeah, that's the thing. It's not like it's a slow news day ever. Yeah, there's always some. Sh- Actually, I mean, there was one day the BBC did report. There is no news. I don't believe that. There is. It's really. It was. It was what, a while what, ago. What? I think it might have been the twenties or the forties. I was, I was about to say. It was like nineteen oh two. It was like there is no news. It's like there is no news that we are allowed to report to you. No, it was literally. Everything is fine in the empire. Everything is fine. We have always been at war with Eurasia. <laughs> <laughs> the Indians are happy living under our boots. Yeah, but anyway, that's that's kind of. What I was thinking. I, I don't mean to make this ragingly political, and I'm very sorry. Yeah, this is so not you were really. Like, Shut up. This is seriously not what we intended. Yeah, it's just I. I have my little. Like you just have to poke me, and I'm off, and I'll just. Well, do you want to just talk about random bullshit at this point? I, I don't know what random bullshit we could talk. Well, about. we could we could mention our house guests. Oh, I suppose we could. Uh, Amanda Lafrenet of uh, Love Me Nice, excellent web comic. Love me nice. And her brother Cameron came and stayed with us for like weekend and such. Uh huh. And, and we did absolutely nothing because we're horrible. Get- we're horrible hosts. Kind of are. We just worked through we, the weekend. No, and but we we, we we hung out. We hung cool. out a little bit. Um. Yeah. Amanda's rad. Amanda is she from. Does. This is always very amusing to me. Amanda is from Clute. Texas. Oh man, we heard so much about Clute, Texas. We heard way much about Clute, Texas. Oh, you thought you grew up in a bad place. No, I didn't grow up in a bad place. I grew up okay, in a bad, bad is unfair. I grew boring. up in a, thank you. I grew up in a boring place. And Clute is apparently this itsy bitsy teeny weeny town on the Gulf Gulf Coast of Texas and she's like, "We don't have a bookstore." <laughs> and she says sometimes people become drug drug addicts there just to have something to do. It's like every now and then, like I, I would mention something to her, and she'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, I've never done that." And I'd be like, "Wow, really?" And she says, "Yeah, clued." <laughs> like, oh, that's what it's like growing up in a tiny town. Yeah. But Amanda's very cool, and Amanda will be contributing. She'll be contributing to Smut Peddler, and I saw. Part of her contribution, <laughs> I would like to say. She gave you some smut, in fact. Yes, and she gave me some smut. She gave and me a print from the comic she does for Josh Lesnick's site, Slipshine, uh, Titty Time. And she did a sketch of Harvey, too. And she did. really great. She loves Harvey, by the way. So, there you go. All you guys who hate Harvey, suck it. Amanda loves Harvey. She loves him. That's pretty great. She baby talks to him just like I do. And her brother wasn't there really much of the time, because he was... The whole reason for the trip was he was actually like outstanding. He was visiting friends. Xbox um, Live friends for their birthday. Oh yeah, Xbox Live friends. Yeah, that's it's that's such an interesting idea to me that like that there are communities and friendships on developing Xbox, over Xbox Live. Because I mean, I I equate Xbox Live with one thing, and that is a <laughs> endless stream of homophobic and racist epithets. See, I was gonna. Uh, <laughs> I was going to cut to the matter a little bit quicker, but I, I don't know if I want those words on this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I think. Spewed by 12-year-old boys, yep. I should clarify. Um, but, but I guess not. Yeah, I guess so some, but like, yeah. there's no no band of humanity that is all like that. So, no. You know. I guess, you know, there is some... Be- well... There's got to be... Yeah, I'm part of a TF2 server that... <laughs> See, that's a perfect example. Yeah, okay, I'm part of a TF2 server called The Boneyard. I, I haven't been playing nearly as much as I should lately. But uh, <laughs> it's always kind of fun because on The Boneyard, we have some pretty basic codes of conduct. And when you sign on, I, I could be misquoting, but I think the load screen when you sign on, it says, Welcome to The Boneyard. It has a random picture drawn by a person who was on The Boneyard. And then it has, do not treat the mic like Xbox Live. That's the one rule. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, if you do, I know, it depends on which mod is on that day. Me, I will permaban you for basically anything. Unless you amuse the fuck out of me. Then I'll let you sit around and thrash. Uh, some people like to kick you, and that's it. Not ban you, just kick you. Some people like to ban you for a few hours. I permaban. I'm a bitch like that. Deal with it. Anyway, the rules are obviously no sexism, no racism, no homophobia, 
You can swear yeah, and the stuff. The kind of shit that ought to be obvious. Uh, when someone has beat you or is dominating you, don't say, uh, I'm raping you or you've been raped. Things like that. And it's, it's always... Well, you know yeah, what I mean. I, don't, don't use rape as a metaphor for being defeated in a video game. Hmm. And it's always kind of nice when we have a puppy or a, a public person just, you know, trolling around for servers to play on show up and he has his mic on and everybody's having a grand old time. He says something and the whole server jumps <laughs> right down his fucking throat. Yeah. It's pretty like me, you know, I don't have the most feminine voice on earth, but it's pretty clear I'm a girl. Oh, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. It's pretty Talk clear I'm this. a girll And uh, I talk unrestrainedly on the server because everyone does. And occasionally I'll say something and a comedy genius fresh from 4chan will say something along the lines of, oh my gee, LOL, a woman, get back to the kitchen. And oh. the whole server as a single entity just goes, shut up. Oh, there's, there's funnier shit that happens because of your voice though. Oh yeah. The ones that can't even conceive that you're a woman and think you're a little boy. Oh, that too. And they tell you, like, like go to bed or do your homework. Yeah, go do my homework. Oh my god, that is And the whole server is giggling at them. Like, we don't even tell them. No, we, we don't. We just laugh at them. We just laugh at them. And we let them maybe figure it out. Yeah. Maybe. But it's really great is, the, I mean, the, they'll say something and the whole server will be like, don't do that. And they'll, uh, usually they'll be like, whoa, ooh, sorry. But every once in a while you find someone enraged that their privilege is being questioned and and they'll say something along the lines of, Oh my god, I wasn't aware of this was Nazi Germany. <laughs> and then, you know... I remember that one. Usually it's like, bye. <laughs> <sighs> but anyway, yeah, Boneyard. Good but, deal. So, yeah, now I want to talk about the reason why you haven't been playing it lately. Oh god. You're making me ashamed. Um, <laughs> you're ashamed to be neglecting a video game. For another video game. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we uh, finally figured out how to start a Minecraft server. We're special. Um, we need extra help. It's it's all filled up. Somebody ask. Yeah, please don't ask to join. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. We, we're just it's just a little crappy little Hamachi based thing. So we have so. a maximum of eight, and those spots are snatched up. Pretty Although quick. some of them are snatched by people who don't play, yeah. like ovens. Yeah. Yeah, Bud Oven went on there and like looked around, and then decided she can't handle multiplayer with more than two people so yeah. i don't think she's coming back yeah but um yeah it, it, we got a pretty fun server it, we are still playing minecraft that is got, us yeah we've got uh a bunch of friends on there and i gotta say yeah minecraft just gets better and better because more shit keeps getting added to uh it. in case you haven't played in a while they've added uh jungle biomes and ocelots which can be domesticated into cats which you cannot keep around your chickens unfortunately that's excellent which is the only reason I haven't gone and gotten a cat. Uh, I actually saw an ocelot today. Cool. You know how to get them, right? I think you need fish. You need fish. Them. Yeah, I don't carry fish on me, yeah. so. You need, and um, I don't, I'm, I'm going pretty far back in the update history now, but you can more or less domesticate livestock now. What I do is I build pens, and I go on a, on a journey, a long journey, and I find cows, chickens, sheep. And I pull out a piece of wheat, and the cow or chicken or sheep will follow you if you're holding a piece of wheat in your hand. I lead them into the pens, and I pen them up, and I breed them by feeding them wheat. So you basically just trap them in sex pits. I trap them. We call them the sex pits. I trap them in sex pits. Because, yeah, they're they're mostly just holes in the ground, full of animals endlessly reproducing. (laughs) They only reproduce when prompted. They don't reproduce on their own. Hmm. That's an important note. But well, the chickens lay eggs constantly. The chickens lay eggs constantly, but the chickens but they don't can also hatch unless you throw them. They don't hatch unless weird. you throw them. And only like one in ten actually hatches into a chicken. But you can breed the chickens a little more with a little more direction with wheat, just like the sheep. And really? you really can't kill the sheep these days for their wool. You have to actually make clippers because, if I'm not mistaken, nowadays animals are only spawned at World Gen. So. If you kill all the sheep in Minecraft because you're too lazy, in your Minecraft world, because you're too lazy to make shears, you will never see another sheep. And this is to encourage you to not kill the sheep. (laughs) And their coats grow back because they eat grass. And you can dye them. 
And their and, coats continue to grow in that dyed color. Yeah, I have a massive pen full of sheep dyed multiple colors. Green, purple, pink, And it's blue. inheritable in some sort of very strange Lamarckian heredity situation. Yeah, 50%. So, you know, if you have a red sheep and a blue sheep and they have sex, they will not have a purple sheep, sadly. But they will have a red sheep or a blue sheep. They will either have 50% chance they'll have a red sheep or a blue sheep. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's pretty fun. Yeah. We've got a nice little compound set up with... Everybody building their own little houses and other buildings. Outpost in the wilderness, kind of. Yeah. And um, recently, somebody discovered a stronghold, which is like a giant dungeon underground full of all kinds of interesting stuff. And we all trooped off there to conquer the dungeon. All four of us donned our iron armor and got a stack of roast chickens, and we went down there and walked, walked, walked for and a full I, day. We got it basically tamed now. It's, yeah. uh, it's working out nicely. The tamed dungeon is pretty great because... The dungeon is where you get access to the end, hmm. and the end is the end of Minecraft. Yeah, the the final boss fight against a giant dragon, which, from everything I hear, is ridiculously tough. Um, I think Notch said when he was working on it that he won't consider it tough enough until he can't beat it. Yeah, but... So I'm not even going to bother trying to do that. Or I'm, I'm not particularly interested in the end of Minecraft, because I have seen... The end of Minecraft on YouTube. <laughs> yup. And I'm sorry, but it's it. I it underwhelmed me. I'll so, say that. I'll like, be diplomatic. It underwhelmed. So basically, me. after you kill the dragon, you get a giant, crazy text crawl, right? Yeah, you get a text crawl. And it's kind of extremely amazingly dumb. Yeah. And pretentious. Well, uh, maybe I don't know what anyone. Was I did not there, enjoy but, it. But the hey, thing is, who I, cares about the end? The game yeah, itself is. Fun. I'm not interested in Minecraft ending. Yeah. I mean, the idea that he had to have a, like, main quest line or something in it at all is kind of weird. I think somebody kind of probably pushed it on him. I'm content with Minecraft being Robinson Crusoe in Legoland. Fuck yeah. I'm content with that. Yeah, we don't need any goals other than what we give ourselves. Yeah, and our goal in this shared server has just been to build a little perfectly safe outpost where you can wander around outside at night because it's so well lit and nothing will happen to you. We have a butcher shop. We have a bakery. <laughs> and just for, you know, LOLs, we've got a candlestick maker, which is pretty empty. But, you know, haha, candlestick maker, butcher baker, candlestick maker. We've got the sex pits. I'm building a tower that is going to be Ooh, the yeah. highest thing get back on that. the server. And um, and the plan is to put like a giant globe of lava at the top of it. So it'll top. be visible from Most everywhere. Anywhere. Yeah, so yeah. it'll be easy to find your way back if you get lost. Oh man, that reminds me. I've, uh, I've we've got talked from Minecraft for like 10 minutes. Yeah, we don't have to keep talking I'm about so Minecraft. so ashamed. Um, we can talk about Dungeon School. Nah, so, everyone's heard about Dungeon School. Well, yeah, yeah. But um, like. I would rather talk about new ideas. But I've got something new for Dungeon School. Okay. Um, Let's I actually came up with like a whole generator thing. Figures. Yeah, you know what I do. Let's see. I've got it um, stored online here because basically I don't I don't store files on my machine anymore. This is how Matt approaches they things. They fucking get lost. How do, how do I approach things? You sit there and you make these little systems and generators. I like systems. And... They're fun. So, one of the things that I thought would be fun for Dungeon World... You're going to make me roll something up, aren't I'm you? I'm going to make you roll something up. Okay. Um, Matt is like a fun. pusher for role-playing games. I am. I think the role-playing games are So here are I am now being bullied into rolling something thing. up and watching. He's going to like If yell you don't want to do it, no, we no. won't do it. I will do anything for the fans. <laughs> I'm going to be bullied into rolling something up. Here we go. All right, all right. Let's... Uh... Let's bust out the dice roller here. He has a dice roller app on his phone. Because it's quicker than uh, going and finding my dice bag. These are the times when I do not love you. Oh, no. I'm sorry that you don't love me. <laughs> um, okay, so I think it would be cool if in in um, Dungeon School you had to randomly roll what you play in the game. Okay. So let's so go ahead and roll a big digital D20 what do I for press? your race. What do Just I press? shake the, the phone. Okay, you got a 14. I got a 14. Okay, so you are a common race. Not okay. a human. Not a human, but something that's still pretty common. Okay. Okay, so now let's get you a D10 to roll. Okay. Um, I, think this, I think this is a D10. This is not even the only die roller you have on here. 
No, it is now because it's the only good one I found. Okay, and so I shake it again. So I'm going to shake it again and roll on the common table. And you six. got a six. You're a half elf. Ew. Yeah, I know. I'm not too happy about that either. But let's uh, let's go with this anyway and see if we get something interesting out of it. No. Um, okay, so half elves. The, the stuff that I've got after here is like the, the ability scores that you can get bonuses to are charisma and either constitution or wisdom. And you get like a choice there. But before we do that, let's do the fun stuff. And decide. You guys should see how completely socially insensitive these things are labeled as. Yeah. I'm about to roll for how much money I have. And these are the designations. Dirt poor, which adds a plus two religion. <laughs> racist. Yup. After dirt poor, and I'm quoting exactly, comes standard crappy almost poverty, which is a plus two to perception. And then there's actually pretty comfortable, which is a plus two to diplomacy. And then the final one, which I would have to roll a 10 to achieve, is rich as a motherfucker, which is a plus two to history. So let's okay, see so what I Okay, so go ahead and turn that fucker back on. Okay, wake up phone. All right. And roll a d10 there and see. Are you a peasant or a knob? Oh, oh you're dirt poor! No, I did. it was stock. Oh. oh, okay, okay, fair enough. So you got a nine, actually pretty comfortable. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of nice because you get a uh, a diplomacy bonus, and half elves are like charismatic types. Half elves so. are shit. Yeah. I, okay. But, am I rolling a? Okay, so let's let's go back to the d twenty. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. Okay. So, so what is your background? Seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, your parents were healers. This sounds worse all the time. Okay. Well, this sounds like your upbringing. They're actually pretty comfortable. Will you shut the Dad's fuck up? Dad's a doctor. Shut up! Okay, you're not a half-elf. but Okay, so why are you in dungeon school? This is the fun one here. Let's let's get you a D6. There's no D6 queued up already. but Okay, you need to queue up. I don't know yeah, how to just, use your uh, app, so... D6 and roll. So go ahead and shake that fucker and see why you're Where in dungeon school. Why are there flowers? I don't know. It's a terrible background. Okay, and... Okay, I'm shaking now to find out why I'm at dungeon school. Five. Oh, you're at dungeon school unwillingly because you have no no other options. But how is that? Um, because your parents are pretty wealthy. So why do you have no other options? Maybe I. it's one of those deals where the half-elf healery thing is like, uh, it's something... It's a it's a talent you're not a talent but it's a power you're born with. It's, oh, okay. It's a psionic kind of thing. It's like Edgar Case or is it Casey <laughs> or Case? I think it's Casey. Yeah, Edgar Casey, where he would have astral projections and read your disease from miles away. All right. Maybe and I you've can't. Just got no. I can't do that. that, and I've always kind of embarrassed my parents due to my inability because it's like the equivalent of being learning disabled and your parents like can react badly to that or well to that and my parents are reacting badly to so, it so like you come from money your parents have plenty of money and they could support you but there's no way you could ever get into the family business exactly and you're also an embarrassment and they wouldn't ever let me do anything menial yeah they don't want you to lounge around and no, just be useless it's not they just don't that want you to get a yeah. Regular job. They don't want me to become a craftsman, and they don't want mm -hmm. me to join the local clergy, and they don't want me to get involved in politics, so they've decided this is the best thing for me. Okay, so let's see what your ability scores are like. Let's get 7d6s. Okay, well... So, let's type 7d6, and go ahead and roll that. It's kind of a crowded screen. Yeah, I made the dice really big, because they look cool that way. So go ahead, go ahead and roll. Okay. Your D6s. How do I know which is first? No, no. Just roll all the d sixes at once. Oh, okay. And then hear that? I'm rolling them on a phone. Is that great? Okay, I'm rolling. All right. Okay. So what have you got there? A one, a four, a five, a two, a three, a four, a six. Okay. So there's only one one. So what? Okay, what I'm doing here is I, I stole this this method of rolling up ability scores from some dude on a message board, and you know instead of doing the like roll three d six or four d six or whatever for each score, mm -hmm. you just roll a bunch of d sixes all at once, and every one you get is a bonus to strength, and every yeah. two you get is a bonus to constitution, etc. So you get one one 
So you get a strength of plus one. Oh. And hold on. Uh -oh. Okay. Uh, how many twos? You get one, one two. two. So you've got a constitution plus two. I mean a plus one. I mean. Uh, you got any plus threes? Okay, got you got it. one plus three. So I get bonuses all around. Okay, so how about fours? You get, I got two fours. You got two fours, so, you, so you're pretty smart. You get a that's plus two for intelligence. I have one five and one six. Oh, wow, so that, that's actually really very even scores. Yeah, I'm a very well-adjusted half-elf and bad healer So from money. Now you can also add in your... Um, your racial ability adjustment things. Uh, what's my racial abilities? I forgot. Okay, well, as a half charisma. elf, you are charismatic, so you get another plus two to your charisma. So, so your charisma is now plus three. You're a number fucker. Yeah. Uh, and now you can choose your other plus two to either go into your constitution or your wisdom. Wis having a bunch of wisdom puts you kind of in like a clericy area, and you want to be a bad healer. I mean, you don't want to be, you want to be unqualified for healing. I don't want to be anything. So you you're, making me be do, you're making me do this. I don't want to be anything. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to do a thing here. Okay. Uh, what, what should I do? Um, I would think you put it into constitution. Okay. You don't want to be a cleric. Okay. Um, I don't want to be a half-elf so, either, but yeah, you want to help me out there. But that's the thing. You don't get to choose how you're born. <laughs> okay. You know, the the, re the reason I'm letting you choose whether you put the bonus into constitution or wisdom is because, like, the idea is, like, you know, you choose what you concentrate on in your life. You don't choose what your basic capabilities are, but you can choose what you do with yourself. Okay. And so then you, you see that you get a really good charisma and a really good constitution. Yes. And, and then, like, what class would be appropriate for that? I don't know. No, let's find out. Um... Okay, you could, huh, you could actually be a psionic, and that would fit what your parents do. Or and, the thing is, I can't heal, but I can do other things. Yeah, I don't know, like, the, there's, I'm looking at this ardent class now, it's the psionic thing that you need a you lot of charisma for. Classes. And, oh, it's so great how there's so many classes. Um, there aren't so many classes, you so just made classes. them up. I didn't make them up. Oh. No, these aren't mine, are you kidding? Well, no, this is actually from the game. Um... The thing is, Arden's probably heal, so I don't think that would fit. Mm -hmm. You could be a battle mind. What's a battle mind? That's some kind of psychic warrior type dude. Um, they need charisma and constitution. Well, my wisdom and, is shit. Well, you, you definitely need constitution, but you need either wisdom or charisma. Oh. So you could focus on the charisma side of things because your wisdom ain't good. And because your wisdom ain't good, then, you know, that's probably why you couldn't heal people. Shut up. Um, anyway, your wisdom isn't terrible. I guess I'll be a battle mind then. Battle mind's probably pretty good, and like that—that's a whole character. You want to hear about my half elf battle mind? <laughs> he is descended from a tribe of healers. So you—you've you've got like your family's psychic gifts, but I use them to hurt people. Exactly. Instead of being good at healing, you're good at hurting, and so they—they they pack you off to dungeon school. Uh huh. And you're not happy about it. <laughs> I want so to just start people's freelance. I don't want to be part of the system. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you did have like another thing you wanted to do instead, or maybe you just wanted to—I don't know—get drunk and get in fights. I wish you guys could see me shrug because I have no idea. No, but you were coming up with cool stuff a minute ago, which is why I love like ran rolling shit randomly. Because really, because the last time I rolled shit randomly, randomly, you were mean to me because I didn't like it. Yeah, that's because it was awesome. You didn't understand how awesome it was. Ugh. Oh, you, you, we were okay. I, I had a totally bad. Yes, stuff. you I did. Know. You turned but, me off. But the, if you want to get somebody into your hobby, don't like make fun of them and call them a baby and an idiot when they don't like I did something. Not call you an idiot. You practically oh, did, and, like in front of people. Yeah, that's, that's just, an awesome way to make sure I really like awesome shit like insanity. And no, I was all like, "This and sucks," you, and you're like, "Don't be a baby." Well, the problem was you got too much stuff that sucked. Like, if, if you had just a little bit of stuff that sucked, it would have been salvageable, but I totally understand. And then you were was, lame about it, and I was like, I, was, I am never playing a role-playing game with you ever again. Well, we weren't playing a role-playing game. Well, we no, just, I was like, this is like proof why I should never play a role-playing game uh, with you. You had, you had fun the last time you actually played a game. Uh, you you played this kitty lady. I tolerate... God, don't ex. fucking say that. Okay, I'm sorry. That's Everyone's going to think I was playing Chitara. No, she was not playing a cat girl, ladies and gentlemen. She was playing a sphinx that lived in the swamp. In the giant crocodile carcass. And set people on fire. 
Yeah, and my name was Tiger Tiger. And she hoarded food. (laughs) Well, like, the whole town was sitting on top of, like, a supply of, like, snack cakes from before the apocalypse. Snack cakes from before the apocalypse is my new band name, by the way. This was Gamma World, by the way. This is a fun game. Matt really likes role-playing games. Gamma World's another one of those things where you have to roll a bunch of shit randomly and then try and figure out a way you could live with what you got. It's amazing because the more he likes them, the less I like them. It's eerie. Aww. <laughs> but, like, I want more than anything in the world for you to play role-playing games with me. Oh, am I too far from my... Yes. You're going to get tinny again. Uh, I, I kind of think there's probably no way to avoid that. That's probably got... Nothing to do with distance from the mic and everything to we'll do with see. compression. We'll see. We shall see. We shall see. Well, I'll, I'll uh, use less compression this time. It'll probably sound better. <laughs> okay. So, um, I, we're coming up on just about an hour now. Okay. And I managed to get you to roll up a dungeon school character. And it will like stay right there in note tab light. Yeah, I, I, I have no yeah. intention of doing anything with any of this. I basically, I only came up with this whole gigantic table to roll on for fun. I know, this is what he does for fun. This is what I do for fun. He sits there and hacks role-playing games and rolls up characters he never uses. This is his idea of fun. It's so much fun. It's not fun. It's so much fun. It's the opposite of fun. It's unfun. It's basically a punishment. The thing is, like, I realized that, you know, even though it's it's time wasted in the sense I don't intend to ever actually use this stuff. Uh, time enjoyed like, is never time wasted. Precisely. Yeah. So, you know, what the hell. Okay. Well, um... My, I'm making chicken stock on the stove. and I'm, Oh, and we've been neglecting it for 51 minutes. Yeah, so I guess we should uh, cut it out here. And if you guys have anything you'd like us to talk about, I mean, you can suggest it in the comments. Or if you have any comments to make on what we talked about, that goes in the comments too. And we will try to do this weekly, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think we can do Weekly's that. Weekly's good, right? Yeah. So when do you think we'll actually upload this one? Next Monday. Okay. I mean, that's why we, we did it really far in advance, see? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm comfortable with doing it on Mondays as long as I can be allowed to actually upload them on Mondays and not have to wait for you to... Yes, Angel. ...happen to have a page done at the same time. Yes, my Angel. All right. Okay. Well, folks, um, we want to go and check on food and probably eat some things. Yeah. Uh, everybody, so we'll, yeah, have a good night. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for listening. Later. Later. Yeah.